thing to find like the cut because it saves as one long track even though it's two separate episodes oh so you can see the word there's no Some spikes like, listening for our bye <laughs> yo but the funniest thing is that i gotta show you guys i gotta let you listen to is us on three times speed <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever <laughs> we're like little squirrels talking about the oh, bible Jesus, dude but i, th- I think it would have been funny to do like three squirrels three squirrels in a bible like that would have been a funny podcast because the whole time it's like it's so fast but it's it's sped up but it's not sped up to the point where it's unaudible but it, it's just enough that's funny <laughs> yeah that's what probably what i should have done with the youtube channel which by the way i gotta do a I gotta do a thing for the YouTube channels. Well, all right. I all guess right. we'll get going. Let's do it. All right. Let's so, get going. hey, we're doing chapter seven, part dose. Uh, just for you who didn't hear part one, the Lord said to Noah, get in the ark. So he got in, brought the animals that were required of him, brought his uh, family, which is what we're gonna talk about today. <clears throat> and uh, he, you know, got through. Basically, we're still in the flood. All of chapter seven is him talking about the flood, or the author talking about the flood, what kind of creatures um, Noah brought, and then the the big ticket that I want to bring home today is what does your faith and your obedience to God do for generations in your family down the road, and how does He take favor in your family? Um, we kind of bring it up in church. Uh, Nick goes to the same church I do. And I think Tommy hits it up every once in a while of, you know, his, he believes that the works of his grandmother brought to him to where he is today, you know? And I, I think the same thing. I think like we're in this weird generational time frame where most of us at this age bracket all went to church when we were young and then like fell out of it. Our parents never did. I mean, maybe they did. Uh, you know, my dad went to Nam, so like he fell out during Nam and like came back home and was born again. But his family did the same thing, you know, brought the kids to church. They all went to church and so on and so forth. We had a pretty big discussion about it when I went home. But it's it's nice to know that my work is for not right. So God says, you know, get rid of all your possessions and start storing possessions for your for your time in heaven. But also, I, I want to say that, that <clears throat> those blessings that you're trying to store up in heaven are also getting handed down to your to your genera- to further generations or your, um, what would it be? Offspring. Your, yeah, well, your offspring. But like, what, what is it called when you have like... Your like, legacy? Your legacy. legacy. So what does your legacy hold for you? That's a good title. So what does your legacy Ooh. say about you? And then what does your legacy what does your uh, relationship with God do for you and your family down the road? Um, and we were just talking about it earlier in a different podcast that like, it's cool to see my daughter start picking up on, uh, on God and asking me questions on the Bible and stuff. But cause I'm seeing the work already happen. I'm seeing the blessings come and like people could call me crazy and Matt, Matt and I talk about it a lot and we were talking about the the tenth and the tithing and it Cain and Abel and how they tithed and what happened there. But I truly believe like there's there's been times where I've looked at my my bank account and I'm like, how did this you know, and then I just scroll through and I see that 
whatever, my check came out from the from the church. I just feel like the blessings, the obedience that you give to God will follow you in the in the future. And yeah, I'm not saying it definitely. has to, it doesn't have to be a monetary. Like that's such a such a a generational thing now. Like everybody's worried about money. And I'm not worried about money, but it's just a, a, a small glimpse of what he has for you as long as you're obedient. And and I mean I love him for that and I, I thank him every day for those those little things, those little those little sparks of of what I call like Christian energy that you get through the day where you're like, I was obedient and this is what happened. And you could kind of connect the dots however you want. Maybe I'm just more frugal because I make that payment. And that, that was one of those things that I was thinking about, you know, when I was a non-believer. Well, of course you have more money because you're dumping all this money in the church. So, you know, you know, you can't spend that much money, but like, I don't think that's it. I, I, no. I truly believe it's like obedience serves for you now, and it serves for your generations below. <clears throat> and it comes right, um, you know, in the beginning of seven, he he talks about, the author is going to be talking about, you know, Noah, hey, you know, bring all these animals. And then he goes into who else he's supposed to bring. This, well, in, sorry, in six, he talks about bringing, uh, Noah bringing the kids and the and the wives of his sons. And you go back in the seven in verse, where is it? Verse seven and Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives enter the ark. So I, again, we're going to say it a million times. You'll probably get tired of me hearing it or saying it, but just listening to these, this uh, college uh, professor talk about how the author wrote things and, and the importance of different things that was repeated over and over and over again is there's a few things that you're going to see between six and six to nine is Noah was obedient to, to God. God saw that he was obedient. And then also who God gave the passage of life to based off of just Noah's obedience. It's not, it never says Noah, his son and his wives or Noah, his wife, his sons and their wives were obedient. It just says Noah Noah. was obedient. So for you guys, my question, I guess this is like our kind of our new thing is like for a guy today, like what could he be doing? Not just tithing or whatever. Like, what do you think is like a big impact in our Christian walk that will help the next generation, our next generation see, uh, just have God on the, uh, the blessing side of things. Like, so what do you guys think? I definitely agree that, that generational blessings and also curses, yeah. uh, um, go down the line there. Yeah. I mean, look at Cain, right? Yeah. So Cain, yeah, we could go, we could take you it could to take a dark, it the other way, a dark, but... a dark spot too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go dark. <laughs> so I, uh, kind of, I mean, we're talking about Noah and obviously Noah's the, the husband and father. So I just pulled up a statistic while while you were talking. It's actually kind of a scary one. Um, so we're we're putting a lot of attention on the father here. So I'm going to go a little father thing here. This is a statistic that's been you know well well studied. If um, if your child goes to church before you and gets saved, um, the chance of the rest of the house actually 
getting involved in church is 3.5%. Okay. If the wife goes to church and gets the rest of the, the chance of the wife influencing the rest of the family, 17%. Okay. If the father gets saved, you know, and the husband, the chance of the rest of the family staying, going and staying in church and getting saved, 93%. Wow. That's huge. Huge. So, I mean, there's, there's something that's huge. Huge. So, I mean, (laughs) even with, um, I mean, that's a legacy right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if my wife is a very, uh, I'm going to go with the word stubborn individual in a good way in some, I still love you. Um, so, you know what I mean? So <laughs> careful, careful. She, careful. she might be the exception to that 17%. Like she's dragging the kids to church, even if I wasn't going with her. Right. right? But when you look at the, the statistics of our current time, that the three of us going to church and taking our kids, 93%, 93% chance they'll stay faithful to church and become saved. Yeah. Compared to 17% if it's on the wife or three and a half percent if it's on the child themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, huge. And, and, on the the generational thing and bringing our kids to church is there's so many guys out there that are worried about this, you know, the new, the kids, the, these girls growing up in this generation and how sexualized it is. And what am I going to do? And what can I do? It's like, well, I'm not saying going to church is going to fix the problem because we've all seen, you know, uh, we have all seen those girls who like go beyond and past that and, just do their own thing because they they were forced into church or whatever. But what I'm saying is you're, you're more likely going to have a better outcome. Yeah. And that's what I, I also thank God for those blessings that like my daughter is so young and she's learning these things and she cares about God. And so <clears throat> it's like filling a bucket of water, right? It's like filling a bucket of water and running with it. <laughs> <clears throat> if I fill it up to the top and I run with it, and some splashes out, I'm still going to have a little bit left in that thing, right? If yeah. I don't fill the bucket at all, and I run with it, and I stop, I'm not going to have anything Got no water. left in it. So, worst case scenario, uh, my daughter goes through church this whole time. At some point, just like all three of us sitting here, she's going to end up convicted. At some point in her life, she's going to end up convicted, because we all... The, the prodigal son is not just a story in the Bible. It's like a real thing. Yeah. People leave. Yeah. They go about their ways. It's just, it's how, it's how we're mentally wired. It's how humans are wired. They, we have to go find our own way. We have to go soul searching. Maybe this isn't the religion for whatever. You, you name what you want. Um, but there's still that conviction. There's still that, 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 half, that half full bucket sitting, on, sitting in their heart going, you know, we could go fill this back up. Yeah. And it gives yeah. them something when, when the the trials you know of life come about. They they need something to like fall back on almost. Yeah, you know, like the prodigal son. He had his father. You know, yeah. obviously, which is a picture of of Jesus. You know, to yeah. fall back on. And so that's the same thing we're doing. We're, just, we're putting into them. Yeah. Um, and this isn't like a self help thing for for parents at all. No. Nobody nobody's a perfect parent. But also think about this. Like, be. Be a good Christian on Sunday, be the same Christian on Sunday as you are going to be Wednesday. Because how you act is how your your daughter or your son is going to believe Christianity is. Yeah. And on top of that, <clears throat> I would say, I would go as far as saying, 
let your kids see your downfalls and then watch and then let them watch you pick yourself back pick up. yourself back up and how did you do it yeah like you're a perfect example nick uh you know your kids were there when you got baptized and when you accepted jesus back in your life yeah. like that was perfect timing you two you two little little kids were there and Crying, but yeah. they they got, <laughs> they got to see the, the see definitely going to remember it then. Yeah, they got to see the whole thing happen, and it, it's just like, and especially like, obviously, we're not going to throw your your stuff out there, but like, especially at, at, at the place you're at with, right now with your life, yeah, like your your kids saw, okay, this is where I need to go. This is where I can go, and then better yet is. What are you doing now to show them that that was the right move, right? Sure. So for right. all of us, it's the same deal. Like I, my daughter watched me go through a pretty crappy time. I don't think she like it didn't register, but maybe one day it will register. And then she saw us, uh, uh, myself get baptized, and then she saw my wife get baptized, and she's watching these blessings go. And then we make sure, and it's not even like we don't brag about them to, to Peyton. Like she don't know, but there's, there's things that we don't, we don't say anymore around her or we don't need to say because God has us. But there's like a lot of times where we'll just sit and we'll have a conversation. And she's a, she's one of those people that like always has, she, she has FOMO, right? So she'll be sitting there with like headphones on, but she'll have like one off like that (laughs) because she wants to hear everything. Right. So she'll hear us talk about, you know, a busy week or a hard time or health or just something going on in our life. And I know she's already listening. So we take that time and we add it to our prayer for the day. So she knows, okay, like what I'm hoping is going on with her is that she's registering a problem and then she's seeing a solution. Yeah, exactly. So just, again, that's a long way of saying if you're a parent, show your kids how to come to him. So they're not 20 years down the road in a college, <laughs> you know, trying to figure out what do I got to do? Oh, well, this is what my dad did. And this is what my parents did. And I saw them, you know, come out of it every time by doing this. Like, yeah. Exactly. Do the right thing. Show them the right way. That's a, let's see, there's a verse for that. I know it too. Uh, train up a child in the way he will go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. It's in Psalms. Like exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deuteronomy eleven nineteen talks about the same thing. Basically, like you're saying, like you on purpose talk about things in front of your kids. Yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah. it's, it's uh, people that hide that stuff. Kids, I think it will mess them up even more. Like think about the people that don't fight in front of their kids. I'm not saying fight in front of your kids, <laughs> right? But what right. I'm saying is they like hide this thing, and then all of a sudden, mommy and daddy are not around, or yeah. like what the heck just happened? Instead, you know, like mommy and daddy are fighting. But then later that night, we all sit in my bed before I go to, go to sleep, and we're all praying together about having another good day. Yeah. Like, don't, like the yeah. whole don't go to bed mad, don't go to bed without thanking God for everything that he's just done for you today. Indeed. What else you got? What do you got? That was good, John. It just hit you all of a sudden like that. Yeah, man. I ripped. It was good. I mean, you got to think. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you. It, the, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's coming. It's going to happen. I mean, and you're talking about him leaving a legacy, but it talks about in Second Peter. Oh man, I'm destroying everything. He's just breaking. <laughs> Try not to cough on the mic, and I punched it. <laughs> but in Second Peter, it's. It, I mean, it calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. I mean, he had around 120 years mm-hmm. to build the ark and to preach righteousness 
to all those around him and no one else came to the ark. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, thank God he was able to leave the legacy for his children. You know what I mean? His wife yeah. and, and, and his son's wives, because it had, if not, there'd have been just no on an ark going, well, this, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the guy sitting there like, well, I can't, I don't need to build an ark now. God said he's never going to flood the earth ever again. Uh, yeah. You can't, you don't have to build an ark, but you could build your house and exactly. not physically build your exactly. house, but build your house up, bolster it because God, has said you're going to suffer and is that suffering your flood then okay but how how do you how do you how do you put those what was the stuff on the outside of the boat called the pitch the pitch the, pitch. the tar like, yeah you know put the pitch on your house yeah put the put the pitch around your family and you know shelter Ooh. them from from the flood waters. From the flood waters. I mean, the, boom. Obviously, yeah. the ark. Boom, baby. The, obviously, that we're write that down for a sermon <laughs> call today. <laughs> the, I mean, the ark had very. We, I, I probably should have brought this up in the, the previous chapter. The, the the dimension of the ark, and it said built a window and a door. The yeah. The ark had a door. There's only one way to be saved, and that was one going through the door, can, the door, and getting on the ark. Yeah. Had Noah not been a righteous man, yeah. to leave a legacy like we're talking about, his wife, his sons, and their wives wouldn't have got on the boat. They would have been like, Dad, you're, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not going to follow you into this. So the, the one way to salvation was through that door. Mm-hmm. And then God shut the door. And then everybody else who didn't accept the ark were all destroyed. And, I mean, and like it's, have you noticed it's not like, scary. oh, the water started coming. And then his family is like, oh, okay, this dude isn't crazy. They got in with him when it was dry. And right. they shut the door. And they right. shut the door. He and might- they believed in him so much. So, again, look at Noah. Look at your own household. What are you and, doing? And here's a, here's a weird one. I, I don't want to get into it uh, for time's sake, but look into, and I, I don't know which side of this I fall on, had it ever rained before that day? It's a weird one. Look into it. You, it It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Because <laughs> it talks about a mist coming forth. Barrier, yeah. The vapor barrier around the earth and then being. It says the, like the, a mist the came forth from the ground. and the, yeah. there was a bunch of water under the earth. So I don't know if there was actually rain or not. I don't know. I've gone back and forth. I've read stuff on both sides of it. But it, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered to him. He was it, in there and no but, windows. <laughs> but I'm saying, how much more faith? Had there never been rain? And it's, right. he's like, hey, there's going right. to be like a how flood. And they're like, like the, the, like the little river? It's going to get like higher yeah. than it used to? No, I mean, no, no. Everyone's going to die. I can't say it enough. <laughs> I, I mean, just going through my own like little trial right now uh, with mental health, I, I search all the time for like different things in the Bible that you know, help me move through my day. And the, you know, just the verses on suffering and, you know, yeah, God, I get, we don't have to go too far into it, but I find it funny when people say, you know, just, just lay your burden on God and he'll take it away. And I believe that, but I also believe he wants us to, we're, we're also built to suffer Yeah, at some point. So these guys, if you, if you're out there and you're, you're in the situation that I'm in, like, and you're, you're just like, what the heck happened? You know, everything was good. And all of a sudden I, you know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, like all this stuff starts popping up out of nowhere. This is your, just your season, if you will, of suffering. I believe for me personally, and this might help somebody else out and I'll probably do, I do want to do like a podcast just based off of this, because I I do think this is important of the things I've learned in the past two years and the people who have thought they had the answer and the answer was right here in front of me. Um, 
But I think the suffering of the whole deal is, you know, <clears throat> God's only going to put what you can handle on your plate. And, but he's also testing you in your faith and in your faith and obedience again of yeah. what you're going to do. Um, you know, are you going to give up? Are you going to turn around? Are you going to go to the drugs? Are you going to go to prescription pills? Are you going to go to alcohol? Are you going to stay faithful to me? And then for how long are you going to stay faithful? So I just try to remember that uh, for, again, for all you guys out there who might be in that same situation, just remember like this is, this might be your test. Just stay, stay the track, stay true. Remember that he could take it. He could take it away from you, but maybe it's not your, it's not his time to take it away. And he wants to see how long you're going to hold. So stand firm, keep the pitch on your house or whatever we're going to call it, (laughs) you know? And then also it gives, like we were talking about before, or like I said before, it gives your, your generations below you. He stayed faithful to God when he went through this time of his life. And am I buying my family right now? Am I buying them that safety? I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. And yeah, I think, I think a, a quick, um, to me distinction, you, you said like, God won't give you more than you can handle. That's like a quote you hear said. Oh yeah. A lot. The, the actual verse people get that from actually doesn't say he won't give you more than you, you can handle. He says he will give you, he'll provide you a way to endure it. Whatever the trial is, right. which to me is even more profound. Like right. you on yeah. your own can't handle it. No, I know that. But with God, like, yeah, you can, and I, I think it would be a pretty cool thing. And, uh, maybe we'll get in between somewhere in, in between Genesis since it's like 50 chapters long, but I've been wanting to like put something together because I want to reach other people on the, on this. Cause I know it, it hinders a lot of dudes and it hinders a lot of, you know, especially in a Christian household, you know, you want to stay firm and like, I have everything going. I know what I'm doing. Uh, everything's fine. Like, it's fine. Everything's okay. And you don't want to look weak in front of your family because, you know, you're put on this weird pedestal, but also like there's dudes like myself who are having a really tough time staying on that pedestal by themselves. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to talk about in that. And oh, uh, if you're interested to hear about it, we, we could go, I mean, Matt's, Matt's seen my journey a few years back of yeah. like this all happening. So I've been through it twice now i'll figure <laughs> i guess i'll figure it out hey, you got to put pitch on the arc or you're yeah gonna, I, you're well, sink, I, didn't, I didn't have that you know right so <laughs> we could go crazy right oh man we even go, go further right so i didn't have i didn't have that background but i met you yeah right and and we i've talked about this before like you're one of the reasons why i went back in the church because i was always like well i was like in this this hole over here and then obviously we're both military so you could just imagine the hole i'm in not some weird commercial where I'm like crying in my basement, but like just not in a good spot. Don't have and a then, basement. But I would see Matt like come into work and see see his happiness and everything. I'm like, I kind of want that. So we've we've found a church, found God, so on and so forth. And now it's just like it's almost like I, I kind of joke around. I don't know if you ever seen the dude from is it Slipknot who like be, who came in with God who like yeah. started talking like he's, if you ever hear his stuff talking about God he's like me and him are like bros and we're just talking it out and it's become like that with me and God like I'll be driving down the road I'm like really this is what we're doing right now you <laughs> like I'm a daughter in the truck and this is what you want to do to me like we we have that kind of conversation now and I think it's good it's open dialogue with somebody who can who you could talk to hey it says pray without ceasing you know yeah man. yeah exactly. all day so <laughs> yeah it's rough but we'll we'll get to that um yeah 
Happy uh, chapter seven. A happy seven. Yeah. Happy seven. The number of completion. I talk too much, didn't I? Faith. Again. Dang it. It's not too much if you have no. stuff to say. You know what I mean? Rock on. Rock on. All right. <laughs> See y'all chapter Later, boys. eight. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. And, uh, you know, our big thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. And without him, we would be nothing. And this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13, uh, Nick, why don't you give it to him? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend. Do it today. Do it. Hurry up. Time is of the essence.